0: Hey guys, welcome to yet another edition of the Mixtape Podcast, a podcast dedicated to examining to examining film from a screenplay writer's perspective. I'm your host for this week. My name is Marcelo Ines Rosa, joined as always by my fellow co-host, Dean Stark. And on today's show, we will be talking about the 1983 film, Christine, directed by The man, the myth, the legend, John Carpenter. So as I do every week, I will just kick it over to Dean so we can start talking about this fantastic film. Like Marcelo said, Christine, directed by
1: the amazing John Carpenter, screenplay by Bill Phillips, based on the book Christine by Stephen King. A nerdish boy buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own and and his personality begins to alter because of it. So, the opening scene, we're in Detroit, 1957, we're in a car manufacturer and we see along the line, there's like all these, like, I think they're like beige cars. And then there's this one beautiful red, um, 58 Plymouth. I think it's a, I think it's a 58 Plymouth Fury and a mechanic goes up to it. Beautiful looking car and opens the hood and he kind of crouches down and he's looking for, he's looking for something like on the ground and he has his hand like in the in the car and the hood shuts down on its own and kind of squashes his hand and he starts yelling and screaming and we don't know how that happened and a while later a man now i don't know why this man does this but a, a man smoking a cigar i guess it's 1957 and you could do that at work he gets inside Christine – it's all beautiful and red inside, it's just pristine – and he ashes his cigar onto the seats, which I always thought was strange because if you're a worker, why why would you do that? <laughs> First of all, why are you getting into the car with a cigar and why are you ashing on the seats? And then later on, when the bell goes and everybody goes home – the car radio on Christine starts playing, and one of the workers goes, okay, what's that? He walks over, opens the passenger side of the door, and the guy that has ashed on the seat falls out of the car dead. We don't uh, know. I assume he had a heart attack. I have no idea. But that is the opening scene, and I guess it shows that Christine has a mind of her own. So what say you?
0: Yeah, I really like this opening scene because, like Dean said, we open up in the car factory and we see – these bunch of randos, um, 50-ish cars. But I also really love that the one car that pops is Christine. And um, I kind of like that scene when the line inspector goes to check the undercarriage of the car. And his hand, uh, the hood of the car closes on his hand. I thought that was very, very cool. The one scene that I'm with you that it didn't make any sense is when that worker went into the car. And for some reason, you know, you know, put his ash on the car seat. I, when he did that, I was like, "Dude, you fuck, you are fucking dead." But you know, but that, but dead. but also, but also, but also, that scene doesn't make any sense because why did the worker do that? He had no cause to do that, and yeah, it, it just it just didn't make any sense. Like, if I would take out one thing from this opening scene. I would take at that moment uh, uh, when the worker went into the car because I really think that the car closing its hood by itself is enough to indicate to the audience that there's something wrong with this car and there's something funky with it. I thought that that scene with the worker going into the car wasn't really necessary.
1: Sometimes they just, sometimes it's like a, a faulty hook and that just closes. So I don't think it was enough. I think they needed another incident to happen to go oh, okay there's something weird about this car now the incident that they used uh prob- could have been done better and more realistically i don't think they really thought about it but i do think they needed a second incident because the car hood shutting could have shot happens
0: i do think that the score uh, or the song not the score that they use hmm. has been used in movies like a million times before oh yeah and i would have and i would have uh, prefer traditional score. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, you'll have to correct me, but John Carpenter also did the score for this movie, yes? Yes, he did. I would have preferred traditional score over uh, traditional music for the opening scene. But, you know, mm. that's neither here nor there.
1: I like the music because it's 50s music. So I, I like that they chose that aesthetically kind of for the film, but each to their own. So the first official scene, we're in Rockbridge, California. Now. The the title card says September 12th, 1978. I don't think the month has anything to do with anything. I don't know why they put it in there, maybe because it was in the book. But it's 1978, so it's fucking years later. And we meet Arnie. Arnie is our protagonist. He's our lead character. He's a nerd. He's short. He's skinny. He wears big black rimmed glasses. He wears this, like, oversized jacket. He has his hair gelled, like, to kind of one side in the – Stereotypical '80s nerd look, uh, and he he runs out of the house. His friend Dennis has come to pick him up. He runs out of the house with a, carrying a garbage bag because his mum's like, "Oh, you got to get the garbage." And the garbage just the garbage bag just breaks all over him, all over the driveway, and it spills everywhere. And so he's a klutz. He's a nerd. He's a klutz. His mum's like, "No, don't worry about it. Just go go to school. I fix it up." Uh, she makes him his lunch. He takes his lunch in a paper, like he's a high school student and his mum is making his lunch for him. So you can see he's a little bit of mummy's boy. He gets into the car with his friend, Dennis. Now they drive to school, but Dennis is interesting because Dennis is like a varsity. And for him to be friends with, Arnie is interesting because you don't see that typically in high school movies. Usually they portray high school students in their own cliques. But Dennis is the nice one. He has varsity idiot friends, as we'll see in the movie, but he's actually not a dick and he actually stands up for Arnie in everything. So Dennis starts telling Arnie, oh, you know what? You know what we need to do this year? We need to get you laid. And this makes Arnie very uncomfortable because he's so awkward. He would have no idea what to say to a girl. And he's scared of them. He's scared of girls. He doesn't want to go near them. It, 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 that, that's, he wants to, but he's such a nerd and he's so in his own head about it that he just won't go into it. Um, that's the scene. But I like that scene because it shows how in his shell Arnie really is and it makes a bigger bang when um, his character has the the arc kind of that he has. So what do you think?
0: Yeah, I thought uh, Arnie's introduction was typical 80s nerd. Um, I also really like the fact that, like Dean mentioned, uh, Arnie's relationship with his best friend isn't something that you typically see in these movies. So I really like that um, the screenplay writer hinted at a bigger, more lasting relationship with those two because that's the only way that I could imagine them being friends. The only way that they could be friends logically to me is that they grew up together. And, um, and Arnie's friend maintained the jock sort of mystique, but he also maintained his long life relationship with his friend. And that's the way that's how their friendship works. And I, I really, really enjoy that also. I really liked how he is awkward and he is sort of uncomfortable and he's sort of like the bumbling idiot kind of guy. Yeah. Um, Also, I kind of just really don't like his parents. You're just fucking dicks. Yeah. Um, A lot of people in this movie are just fucking dicks. (laughs) It's a, it's a trend with Stephen King movies that I've seen throughout my life. A lot of Stephen King movies have characters that treat our main characters like such fucking dicks assholes
1: because it makes the hero look more like a hero if everybody around him is a dickhead it makes them look better but it's it it can become irritating because it's like oh everybody's an idiot but the hero
0: yeah um but ultimately i really think that uh this opening scene really showed us it really set us up for the character journey that artie was going to go on throughout the course of this film and if you didn't set him up like this what happens later wouldn't have worked
1: yeah, exactly. So the boys are at school, they're at their lockers, and one of Dennis's varsity jock friends comes up to him, oh, my God, have you seen the new girl? Oh, my God, have you seen the new girl? And he starts saying she has the body of a slut, which I found really funny because when the camera pans over, he's like, oh, my God, there she is. There she-. She's literally wearing like a baggy jacket, a baggy jumper or a sweater and, like, baggy shorts. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Um Body of a sl- you can't even see her body under all the baggy shit she's wearing. So I thought that was quite funny. But she's wearing what 80s chicks would wear. And she is pretty, but she's not, I don't know, like she's pretty, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't be a girl that all the boys would flounder themselves over. Do you think? No. No, like um, she's good looking, but she's not like Pamela she's... Anderson, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. She's not, um, I mean, I don't I don't get it because the language that his friends use don't make sense. It doesn't make sense when you finally see it because I'm like, that's kind of really tame.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense. and
0: just kind of like, it makes no sense. So maybe Stephen King's language in the book and what he had her look like in the book matched up in the book, but in the movie, if, if, if the writer did a straight adaptation in that moment, that didn't work. Um, no. Yeah, because she's yeah, she's not really – I mean, she's she's good-looking, but she's not someone that um, I would go crazy for. Definitely no, not. no,
1: she wouldn't – no, 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 no. Um, but it's funny because Arnie tries to crack jokes, but he's not funny. He's a nerd. So he's he's trying to be in with the with the cool kids and and say funny stuff and uh, but it just doesn't work and it just falls flat and he's just I mean he can't even open his locker he's like Dennis can you open my locker for me and Dennis opens it and then he goes there you go and then he walks away and then Arnie closes it and then he can't open it again so he's just all over the place but his character is set up like that like do you think his character is set up um so far off from where he becomes in the movie that it's, like, believable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it just works. And the reason why it works is because he is so inept mm. and he is so he, – he cannot get out of his own way. Yeah, that's it. And he cannot talk to a girl to save his life. Yeah. So when the transformation happens, you buy it because you understand that the reason why Arnie is the way he is when he makes that turn is because of the car yeah exactly. and because of christine exactly so the next scene
1: uh we're with dennis and he's waiting for arnie at lunch when he when someone comes up to him and says arnie is being cornered by bullies in the shop room and dennis is like oh fuck so he goes down there and i th- i always every time i've I've seen this movie so many times every time i see this movie i always laugh at the bullies like the bullies look 30 years old <laughs> they do not look especially the head bully He's got these massive sideburns and he's like jacked. He looks 30. Yes? No.
0: When I was watching the scene, I thought the scene, I was like, these motherfucking kids look so old. I
1: know. Compared I'm to like, Arnie the and fuck? Dennis, yeah, they look fucking old ass.
0: Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? But um, I know. Um, I'll, I'll let, listen, ultimately, I thought this was another typical Stephen King kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mean ass teenagers, foul language and all this bullshit. I loved it. This is a typical Stephen King moment here.
1: Yeah, Dennis goes down. He sees there's three bullies cornering Arnie. They take his lunch. The lead bully has a knife. He punctures his lunch. His yogurt goes everywhere. His fucking apple. His sandwich falls on the ground, and and Arnie is just so scared. Like he's just—he looks like five feet tall against all these bullies. And Dennis tries to help, but he's pushed down by one of the other bullies. The teacher comes in, breaks it up, and even the bully is just like, "Fuck you, teacher!" Like he's just no respect at all and um, Dennis and Arnie basically say that he's got a knife. The teacher finds it and sends them, sends the bullies to the principal office. But the bully, the lead bully with the big hair, he looks at Arnie and is like, this isn't over. I'm going to get you. This is like right in front of the teacher. (laughs) You've just threatened someone in front of the teacher. But like you said, it's in true Stephen King fashion. Dennis and Arnie are driving home from school, Annie tells Dennis to stop the car. He stops the car. He spots an old, worn down, trashed 1958 Plymouth Fury. I wonder where we've seen that. Uh, Parked in someone's driveway. And when I say trashed, it's literally like fucking trashed. And he approaches the car and is just in love. The owner says that she runs and her name is Christine. Dennis tries. Arnie wants to buy it. It's like, how much, how much is it? I'll, I'll buy anything. I'll, I'll, I'll pay anything. And Dennis tries to talk Arnie out of it. But Arnie says, I don't care what you say. I've been working all summer. I'm going to give this guy whatever he wants. And, um, I think the guy charges him like $250 for the car and he writes him a check. And Dennis knows, he just, Dennis just knows that it's a bad idea, but he buys the car. And this is only like, I think 10 minutes into the movie. So 10 minutes into the movie, it starts, which I think is good.
0: Yeah, no, this scene, you know, you know, this scene was great because it really plays on Arnie wanting to get his freedom and Arnie wanting to buy a car and buy something of his own. But um, but I really like the performance of like the the, the guy in the scrapyard because he's like really, really he's like one of those typical guys in scrapyards, like like old, musty, kind of like I don't give a fuck. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. And I really liked his performance, but also I kept thinking, when Arnie was like, uh, I kept thinking, how the fuck are you gonna pay for this car? Mm. I kept, I kept thinking about how the fuck are you gonna pay for this car? And then he, and, and then he comes up with the, oh, I got money saved the way And I'm like, uh, your parents are, your parents are not gonna let you keep the car. Yeah, and you know. But you know, I, 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 again, I thought it was a good scene, and and it, it also shows you what kind of effect this car has on individuals Mm. that need the car for some particular reason. Yeah. And, um, this movie, unlike some movies that we've talked about in the past is very economical. I think that so far it hasn't wasted a page. It's Mm. everything that's been in here has, has been for something and everything that has, everything that has shown up is going to come back to us yeah in 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 um in some uh shape or fashion mm. in uh the second half of the film
1: yeah um so now we get to the fun bit which is arnie telling his parents he bought a car <laughs> he's uh, his mom is so fucking unreasonable like he should have asked them first and he's like yeah but it's my money like i work for it it's it's my money why can't i do what i want and and, you know, Arnie says, look, I've done everything that you've asked me to do. Everything that you've ever wanted me to do, I've done. And this is the one thing that he wants for him. Just give me this. And they don't care. They're like, no, you don't. I would, no, they're, they're just, he's, he's, his dad's quiet, but his mom is just like, you're not doing this, blah, blah, blah. And he's just pissed. And they're like, you're not parking this car here. We're not going to have it here. Like, it, it's, and it's funny because I was thinking about it when I was watching this scene. And this is the, this is the issue. When a child or a teenager, like a child, when a when a when a child does everything a parent wants, it's it's kind of um, it, it's a shock to the parents when they act out on their own and make their own decisions. Because every single decision in Arnie la- Arnie's life has been dictated by his parents. So when he actually steps out and does something, now he hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't broken the law. He hasn't done anything wrong, but. The, his parents are upset because he's done something for himself and they're not used to him being his own person. They're used to him being a puppet. And that's why they're so fucking pissed off, not because he's done anything wrong, but because they're so used to having so much control over him that he's branched out and does some, done something on his own and they don't like it, which a lot of parents actually do, which is a shame. But, you know, if you're a child that does that, And your parents kind of speak to you that way. That's why they don't like the fact that you they don't have complete
0: control over you.
1: So anyway, like I said, his mom tells him you can't keep the car here, and so he's got to figure out where he's going to put it. So that was that scene.
0: Yeah, no, that scene, uh, that scene when Arnie confronted his parents, and his parents said what they said about him and not uh, him not being allowed to keep the car, and him saying that I've done everything. For you guys, and I, I I deserve this. This one is just for me. I felt really uh, on the same level with Arnie because when someone is uh, shackled by their family, and when someone is viewed as something to their family, and that when that person changes just a little bit, it can be really shocking to their system. But if they're smart, they should allow that person to change and grow and to become something else you can't you can't always keep your loved ones in a single box for the rest of their lives because if you do that they're not going to live and they're not going to grow as an as an individual Mm. and i feel i really felt arnie's plight in this moment because i've been in situations uh uh, similar to that in my own life, and. it it was just really, uh, it it was really kind of eerie watching Arnie have to stand up for him, have to stand up for himself Mm. and have to justify this fucking car thing to his parents. And Arnie is like a couple years away from college. So Mm -hmm. for him to be treated like that by his mother, who obviously doesn't give a fuck about what he wants. And is just a fucking ball buster. She's a dick. Yeah. Um, it, it it made me really proud that he stood up for himself in that moment despite what happens to the poor kid. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I couldn't relate to that at all because I've always been defiant and disobedient to my parents. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I understood from the parents' point of view, but I've never actually been in that, that um, kind of scenario before. Um, but it was a good scene and it did, it did push it forward, the fact that Arnie was finally standing up to his parents and why was he standing up? Because of Christine. And it only gets worse. (laughs) It only gets worse. (laughs) So I found this really interesting. Arnie takes the car to a do-it-yourself – Darnell's do-it-yourself garage. I've never heard of this before. Is that a thing in America?
0: Not that I know of. I've never heard of that kind of garage ever in my life. Okay, because I thought it was an American thing. No.
1: Okay, okay. And I I didn't – and this is exactly what you were talking about before, about how everybody's a dick but Marty and obviously Dennis – the owner of the do-it-yourself, Darnell, the owner, he is really mean to Arnie, really mean for no reason. And I was like, and he's disgusting. He's just, oh, he's just, he's chewing like fucking tobacco. He's gross. He has a, I just, he looks like he smells bad. And he's just on his ass for nothing. Oh, you're not going to come here and do this and blah, blah, blah. And Arnie's like, but Arnie's paying to have his car there, right? So he's like a paying customer. But this fucking guy is, so, anyway, so Anyway, this is where Christine is going to stay um, while Arnie kind of restores her. But did you or did you not find the owner just really over the top and just there was, it wasn't warranted how he was treating Arnie at all?
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. His treatment of Arnie wasn't warranted at all. He was being completely hostile for no f- good fucking reason and he was being rude and combative for no fucking reason. But here's the thing. I think the screenplay writer has done that on purpose because he cannot find a better reason for Christine to to do what she's going to do to these folks uh, uh later on in the film. So the o- so I think the only reason that he wrote these characters like this mm. is because of what he's going to do to them later on. Yeah, um yeah. which is kind of like which is kind of like uh, that's kind of weak, but I get it. There's a there's a much better way to do it yeah. than than to, just to have everybody fucking be mean to our principal character and that's and that's the motivation for him and christine later on so there's yeah. a better way to do it i
1: mean look you can be mean to someone in a script but there has to be a reason why you're a dick you can't just be a dick just because you're a dick you have to have a motivating factor and you have to make the audience understand oh that's when and he he's had meaning. yeah he had not like if, if had arnie none. had done something like stolen something from him him, or done something to him prior that we knew about, then, oh, okay, he has every right to. But he has done nothing. (laughs) So it's just it's, it's a little bit. The writer dropped the ball a bit on this one. But anyway, Dennis, I love this scene. Actually, I love the dialogue that Arnie says in this scene. Dennis drops Arnie at home and he says, why are you so obsessed with this car? And this is the dialogue that I really like and it really – I mean, look, in the previous scene, the writer dropped the ball. But in this scene, I think the really the writer really pumped it back up again. Arnie says to Dennis, for the first time in my life, I found something uglier than me and I know I can fix her up. And that broke my heart. And I was like, oh, my God. So that's his motivating factor. Because when he first got the car, why was he so obsessed with it? But this is why. This is why he was so obsessed with it. So the writer has given Arnie a reason and it, it's a beautiful reason. It's uh, what did you think? I loved it.
0: Yeah, I know. It's a no, it's a beautiful reason uh like like Dean said and also it really delves into Arnie's state of mind and what he thinks about himself. And and mm. and 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 his emotional state at this point. By fixing up this car, he can fix what's broken in he, in him. Yes. So that is uh that is something that I really really enjoyed as well. So It says, the title card says October 9. I don't know if
1: that means anything about anything. Let
0: me, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Mm. Do these title cards need to be there? No. I don't think they do. No. I, I do, I do. I also, I also, but I also was thinking maybe these title cards are there because the writers wanted to show passage of time.
1: Um, yeah, but it just doesn't make, it still doesn't make sense. To me, I mean, look any, why any, anybody listening to this podcast on YouTube, if you know why they've used they've said you know September you know October because the next one is like November if you know what if you know the actual reason why the screenwriter has done this, drop us a comment because I felt like it didn't make any sense
0: if you're if you're gonna do if you're gonna do supers because that's what they're called folks when you do when you when you do it when you want to show a date in a screenplay that's what you do um or that's what the function is called if you're going to do that have it in there for a reason don't put it there just to put it there
1: i mean it is passing of time but i don't think you need it at all this is another scene that's just arnie is fixing the car up at the garage and he's outside of the because it's like a junkyard and he's he's standing in this big pile of junk and he's grabbing parts out of it he goes inside he goes inside back to christine and the owner again gets up his fucking ass and he's like you can't take items from the junk pile for free and Arnie's like but it's a junk pile like you're not doing anything with it which he's right it's just a junk pile and he's like oh no, you don't you can't say that to me again the owner is just unbelievable like I, I don't know the character is just so two-dimensional and then he's like oh you know um if you want to take stuff from the junk pile, you know, maybe you can help me out around here and, you know, maybe I'll I'll throw in a couple of bucks. So basically there's a junk pile that nobody's using. Arnie's taking parts. It's rubbish. Basically nobody's using Arnie's taking parts. The owner says you can't take parts, um, even though it's junk anyway. And then the owner proceeds to start to use Arnie saying, well, if you work, if you work around here, if you help me out, you can, Take stuff from the junk pile, but the junk pile is junk. So he's basically getting Arnie to work for something that he doesn't need to work for, which I found fucking. Again, he's being a dick for no reason.
0: Yeah, no this this owner of the junkyard was the most underwritten character the whole movie, and he was just like a dick. A lot of these characters are written very very thin. The only character that gets a lot and needs to have a lot is Arnie. Everybody else yep. has written very, very film. Every very 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 thin. Yeah. And they all they all revolve around Arnie's orbit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, um, okay, but I mm-hmm. I I I wish that a little uh, I wish that um Arnie's best friend and uh, uh the, the girl the girl that's in the picture would have gotten a little bit more me to the characters but Mm. uh but but i guess you can't have everything you want in uh in in every in in every movie ever but you're right the the treatment of this uh this junkyard owner torzani is just it's rubbish it just doesn't work
1: yeah so we're with Dennis, and he is in the library and he's sitting with his jock friends. And his friends are like, Oh, go and ask a new girl out. He's like, No, 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 I'm not to do it. He's like, Yeah, yeah, you know, I bet you can't get a number, you know, all that fucking jock shit. And so he goes up to the girl Lee, uh, who's fucking doing some schoolwork, and he asks her out and she shoots him down. She goes, Oh, you know, I can't go out with you this weekend or this Friday night. And he says, Can I ask why? And she says, Oh, I've already got a date. And he's like, uh, okay, and then he goes back to his friends. That's that scene. I mean, it it seems like a nothing scene, but it does kind of come back later, I guess.
0: Probably, probably John Carpenter and the writer are, are are you know hinting towards Arnie. But the thing is, like, from where and why? It's like, well, whatever. I thought I I thought that scene was fine, but it was like it's something you could have taken out or write written differently, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, the next scene is where we actually needed a title card, <laughs> okay? Not two scenes ago. This is where we actually needed it because Dennis arrives at Arnie's house and Arnie emerges, emerges outside, totally different, totally different demeanour, dress, dressing different, hair's different, no glasses, cool clothing. The hair is kind of not, you know, um, gelled down like it usually is and his personality is just completely changed. And he's kind of snappy with Dennis. He tells him, sorry, can't go to the movies. He's got something else he's got to do. You know, very uncaring, very nonchalant, very um, usually if that happened, you'd be like so sorry that you've done that to your friend. No, he doesn't care. And he's when he goes off, he get, he goes off and, and fucks off. And Dennis is left with his mum and Dennis, uh, he, sorry, D- Arnie's mum tells Dennis that the last, she found out when she went to register the car that she found out that the last owner of the car actually died of carbon monoxide poisoning in the car. And Dennis says, does Arnie know about it? And his mum says, I don't think so. Now, the reason why this needs a title card is because the last time we saw Arnie, he was still a nerd. Two scenes later, he's completely changed personalities. This is what I, I have this massive problem with this jump. It's just jumped from nerd to cool kid. What say you?
0: Yeah, I was like, guys, here's where you could going to use a title card. <laughs> because this is like, what? Two seconds ago, he was a nerd and now he's a cool kid. Um, how does that work, guys? The other thing I, I also really liked about the scene, and, and this is really uh, a constant thing. It's a really uh, compliment to the actor who plays Arnie. The actor who plays Arnie does it so well because he starts the movie out as his complete nerd mm. and as the movie goes on he 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 goes from nerd to complete confidence and I love the way he does it because it's like he it's like he just flitch, he it's like he just flips the switch and is like moment one I'm going to be a nerd and moment two I'm going to gradually become into I'm, gonna mm. gradually into I'm going to gradually come into I'm going to gradually come into my own but I'm going to slowly slowly lose my mind yeah um and I like the way that the actor does it and I I, I don't think that he's ever gotten uh his due credit to the way that he plays it yeah um
1: yeah no i agree because
0: every time every time i hear somebody talk about this movie everybody talks about christine rightly they should Mm. but nobody talks about arnie that much yeah
1: yeah yeah no that's true that is true dennis upon hearing this information from the mom goes to see the guy that sold arnie the car and the guy says he he says why didn't you tell me someone died in the car the owner died in the car (laughs) And he says, yeah, that was his brother. That was the previous owner. And he died in the car, but the car changed him. Nothing, eventually, when he got the car, nothing would get in between him and Christine. Even when his five year old daughter died, he didn't even care. He just went for a joyride. That is how much the car kind of changed him. And when eventually he's, he goes, I've been trying to make him, I, I tried to make him get rid of it for years. When eventually he made him get rid of the car, the car came back on its own and that was a good scene because that gave us vital information and you know what I was thinking this the the, the whole time I was watching this movie this is a classic horror movie this is a movie that if you're a horror fan it's great it's up there it's it's you know written well relatively well directed obviously well but can you imagine if someone made a movie today about a car that kills people it would literally be like a sci-fi original (laughs) movie it would be crap Back in the 80s, they made the best horror that if you made today would be laughable, but Christine is not laughable. Christine is actually a stellar horror movie. What say you?
0: Yeah, no, if they they made this movie today, it would be a Tesla. (laughs) 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 I think now we view film with a certain sense of uh, um, uh, um, naivete or a certain sense of cynicism that we didn't have back then when movies like this came out back in the day. Um, but also I really like the scene because this really brings up the mystique of what the ca- what the car has been involved with in the past and, and and some of the history of the car and I really like the scene because this is the scene that I would have used to justify me removing that guy being killed in the car in the first scene of the movie but you're right this movie is a classic but because of time and the way that we look at cinema I don't think that this way would have uh, worked today.
1: No. So Dennis, after finding out this information, he goes to the garage where Christine is kept at night and he kind of breaks in, he jumps through a window and he tries to open the car and the radio turns on. Now, what I like about this movie is that Christine communicates how she's feeling via the radio station. So whatever song starts playing, listen to the lyrics because that is how she's feeling, which I thought was really ingenious because how do you give a car personality? perfect radio song comes on you know exactly how the car is feeling I thought that was ingenious um I'm assuming that is a Stephen King thing and not a screenwriter thing because that seems something seems like something Stephen King would think of because he's a genius when it comes to horror so anyway he starts trying to open the car and the radio comes on and the song is like you keep on knocking but you can't come in (laughs) and I'm like oh and it only plays 50 songs it only plays 50 songs and then Dennis freaks out because the radio is just fucking the lights in the car starts has come on. He thinks he's, I don't know, tripped an alarm. I don't know. No, because I don't think there were alarms in the 1970s. <laughs> but he freaks out anyway and he jumps out the window, runs away, and then the radio and the lights in the car turn off. So bit by bit you can see Christine is actually kind of like a sentient being
0: yeah no the 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 uh story point of having Christine communicate her feelings through the radio is an ingenious idea, and I do agree with Dean that sounds like the most Stephen King thing that you can do ever because there's a couple there's a couple things that Stephen King does very very well he he writes he writes characters very very well i mean sometimes he goes a little nuts but his his use of music and the time periods that he puts his stories in are, are sometimes really, really good. Like he like he really has this thing for the 50s and the 60s um, that, that I find really, really interesting and, and really, really intriguing. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just great. And, and, and the song choices in this movie are excellent as well, because as Dean just mentioned, they're all 50s songs.
1: Yeah. So now we're at the football game, Friday night football game. And Dennis is one of the football players. And Arnie shows up in Christine and she looks brand new. Again, this is where we naturally need a title card <laughs> because we don't know how long it's been. The car was all fucked up and now it looks brand new. We don't know how much time has passed. So title card, please. So anyway, Christine shows up, brand new, and the bullies see this. And one of them says, I know where he keeps it. You know that's not going to end well but Arnie gets out of the car and he opens the passenger door and he's very suave. He's very confident. And Lee steps out and Dennis sees this and he's like, what the fuck? And they start kissing. They just randomly start kissing. And Dennis sees this, he gets distracted and he just gets fucking tackled and he gets hauled off to the hospital. But what I find funny is there was no former interaction between Lee and Arnie ever in the movie. So, we didn't see him asking her out we didn't see any of that we don't even know that they knew who do you know what i'm trying to say there was no setup is what i'm trying to say it was just like he must have asked her out off screen <laughs> and now they're making out i just found the whole thing very
0: odd yeah it doesn't it 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 doesn't track for me also i don't like the way the scene is shot with with uh with um with with Arnie's best friend running on the sideline and him being focused on uh, Arnie and the, and the girl Lee, because I'm like, okay, he asked her out one time, but how can he be so? I mean, I understand that he's shocked beyond his wits because first he sees the car, and that he sees Arnie in the way that he was in in a way that he's never seen him before. But yeah, so many things about the scene didn't work for me, um, and a large part yeah. of that was the fact that there was no interaction between Arnie and Lee prior uh, until this moment in the movie prior. It's like, yeah. where did this come from? I guess I nowhere. <laughs> nowhere.
1: Yeah. Um, and now we have another title card. <laughs> now we have a title card. <laughs> I don't care about the title cards anymore. So it says November 5th. I The title cards, honestly. So Arnie- no, I mean, I mean, I mean, the
0: title cards would have worked, but they just put him in the wrong
1: place. I absolutely agree. So Arnie visits Dennis in the hospital, and he's he's totally changed. I mean, there were bibs and bobs of him changing, but he's totally changed now. He's confident, he's cocky, and he kind of just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to spend all day in the hospital. See ya. And it's just like, he would never do that before. Like, it's just he's uncaring. He doesn't give a shit his friends in the hospital. You can see he doesn't give a shit. You can see he's distracted. You can see he would rather be anywhere else but there. And you know the full influence of kind of Christine has taken effect. So that was short. That was a short scene. So what do you think?
0: Yeah, it was a it was a, it was a good scene showing that Arnie has no more empathy for his friends, for his mm. best friend who has been with him since once since start of this movie, and it's just another step towards the road of madness that we're going to go down here. Yeah, exactly.
1: So Arnie and Lee are making out in Christine. And they're at a drive through cinema, a drive drive through theater, sorry. And Arnie um starts to unbutton her top. And she says, No. And he says, Well, why not? Because he, he just instantly changes. Why not? Like he's getting the shits. And she says, I don't like the car. And he's just like, oh for fuck's sake. And then one of the windscreen wipers stops working because it's raining outside. And he's like, oh, no. So he gets out in the pouring fucking pissing down torrential rain to fix this one wiper that's not worked. He steps out of the car and Lee takes a bite of a sandwich she's had on the dashboard and she starts choking. And the car locks all the doors because Arnie can see she's choking. Arnie can't get in the car. She can't get out. All the lights turn on really bright to kind of blind her. Um, Eventually a man like, pries the door open and gives her the Heimlich maneuver and she kind of, she's obviously she doesn't die, she survives. Um, but that was interesting because now the car is trying to kill her because she says, I don't like the car. And Christine is like, well, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it.
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, this is actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie because of the way that it's shot of Arnie and uh, uh, Lee in the, in the drive-thru and and, and the rain. Uh, I I just love the, the the overall look of this film, but also I love the fact that, you know, the second that Lee says, I don't like the car, Christine closes the doors, puts up the, 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 the the headlights. So Arnie can't see fucking shit and almost kills Lee. I I think that's a really, really cool scene. And the fact that once Arnie gets, an idea of what's happening. He tries to get in the car, but the doors don't open. I think it's a really, really cool moment, um, uh, in in the film.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really cool. So after that, Arnie drops Leo off at her house, and she runs to the front door. And he asks if she's okay, and she says, "I'm not getting in that car again. You need to get rid of it." And she tells him that she thinks the car tried to kill her. Now he laughs it off. He's just like, are you fucking kidding me with this? Like, no. And, but she's dead serious. She's not laughing. She's like, no, no, I'm serious. And then, um, and then he's turned into such a toxic man that he proceeds to tell her you're just sexually frustrated. (laughs) Like where the fuck would that come from? (laughs) Like, he's just a full blown jerk now. And he's like, oh, cool. So, like, you'll call me tomorrow? And she's, and I'm like, what the fuck? He just has no concept.
0: (laughs) You know what? This would have worked out so much better if we would have seen them meet, right? Mm. And we would have seen these changes happen to Arnie slowly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's too quick. Instead
0: of them coming out of fucking nowhere. Because all this behavior is coming from out of nowhere. Nowhere. It's coming from nowhere. So
1: he, so Arnie gets back in his car and it won't start. And he says, he says, he says, come on, baby. It's okay. Everything's the same. Nothing's changed. And then he turns the key and it starts. So it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> like I like it because he's treating her. He's treating the car like a person.
0: Yeah. But see, that would have worked out so much better if we would have seen him go mad earlier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, but also yeah, 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 but also it is cool because he's treating he's treating the car like mm. his girlfriend. Yeah. So exactly. it's cool. It's cool. Exactly.
1: So the next scene, Arnie returns the car to the garage where he's keeping it and and leaves. But as he leaves, the bullies sneak in and smash
0: the shit out of Christine. That's that scene. <laughs> Thoughts?
1: <laughs>
0: the only thing I have to say about that scene is you guys are dead.
1: Yeah, you dead. So the next day Arnie and Lee who's pff, apparently forgiven him cuz they're hand in hand <laughs> I wouldn't forgive. But they go to the garage and Arnie's like look I just need to pick up my wallet and then we can go. So they go in Arnie sees Christine smashed to bits he go- and he goes off at Lee. He's he's pushing her and just and it's just like complete like fucking bipolar. And he tells her, "Get away from Christine! Get away from! Get away from her!" Like he's just fucking lost it. Uh, that's that scene. So he's slowly descending into madness.
0: Not slowly. I wouldn't say slowly. I would say out of Quickly. Fucking nowhere. Quickly.
1: Yes, out of he's cool. out of nowhere descending into madness. Yes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of nowhere. But you know, it's a it's a really cool scene to really show the attachment that uh, Artie has got has gotten to Christine and the yeah. way that this car has affected him.
1: Yeah. So Arnie's at home and this is a really like psychopathic scene from Arnie. <laughs> Arnie's at home with his parents and he's he's having dinner with them and they feel bad for him. And they said, "Look, we'll buy you a new car." After they reprimanded him for but this is what I was saying. They reprimanded him for making a choice for himself, but they're okay when they're in control. So they're like, "We'll buy you a car, but you can't buy a car for yourself. This is what I mean by when you step out of line with your parents, they don't have control. This is their way of having control again. He gets pissed off. He, he, he tells them to fuck off. He's like, fuck off. And he leaves the table. Now, this is something Arnie would never say to his parents. He's, he was very respectful before. His dad races after him and he says, go and apologize to your mom right now. He grabs Arnie. Arnie pushes back. Arnie grabs him by the throat and says let go what, he grabs him by the throat and tells him um let go of me motherfucker and it's like Ooh, that is not something that is and he smiles he's smiling at it too and he says all right and he pushes his dad he goes i'm going to bed now like whoever arnie was before is completely gone. He would have never done that. But I like that scene because it showed how far he's willing to go for Christine to the fact that he held his father by the throat and called him a motherfucker. Like that's, that's like not something. And that's why the setup of Arnie was so good because that's never something that he would do ever. And the fact that he's doing that is like, okay, there's no more Arnie left. This is someone completely, completely new.
0: Yeah, if look, if one thing works about this movie, like Clockwork, is the setup of Arnie, and Dean is completely right. If we didn't have that setup with Arnie in the first half of the film, none of the crazy madness that he's going through now works. I particularly like that moment (laughs) when he does it to his father, because I don't like his parents at all. So I'm like, the more you make them suffer, the happier I am. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. But... But Dina's is right. It just shows you how far Arnie is willing to go for this for this thing that's just a car, but yeah. not a car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, you know, you know, and it, it's it, it's just really great seeing this actor go from zero to fucking sixty yeah. with with no stops in between. Yeah. Although I would have clearly written this movie a differently different yeah, way. Yeah. But, still, yeah. but still, but still, but still. It's a, it, 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 it's a great moment to see how madcap Arnie has become.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Arnie goes to the garage and he stands in front of a busted-up Christine and he stands back and he says, because he knows there's something up with the car, he says, show me. And Christine basically starts putting herself back together. I don't know any other way to put that. <laughs> But she starts reconstructing herself to basically brand new. And it's a really, really cool scene to watch. And it's really, really cool um, how they did it. And it's not CGI because they didn't fucking have CGI back then. It's all um, practical effects. So, uh, yeah, I thought that that was a really cool scene.
0: Yeah, I know. Visually it was a cool scene too because the actor who plays Arnie stands in front of the car. Mm. And Christine's lights go on and, and, and then the practical effect come in and the car slowly puts itself puts itself back together. I'm guessing it has to be like stop motion.
1: No, it's not. Let me let me see if I I didn't write it down because it was like too much for my brain to handle. They had these contraptions, they had these like um suction pods on the inside of the car. So they would they would um suck the the um what is it called? Like the See, this is I Air? don't know. No, like the door of the car, they would have some oh. suction pods, so it would look like it was banged up, right? So what they did oh. is they just they filmed it, but then they just played it in reverse, so it looked like the car was actually restoring itself.
0: Yeah, I mean kudos to um, kudos to John Carpenter and his crew and his editor for for thinking about that. That's so cool.
1: So the next scene is quite quick. Christine hunts down and kills one of the bullies. <laughs> That's it. If you'll notice in the scene, Christine's windscreen is blacked out, so you you never know if Arnie's driving the car or if Christine is driving herself, which I really like.
0: Yeah, I I really I really thought that. Seriously, I thought that Christine at this point it's pretty, Christi, Christine is possessed. Yeah, and I thought I thought Christine was like is the devil incarnate. Yeah, and I really really like the fact that the. The windows are blacked out, so it's always a question whether a person is behind that or not. I really, really thought that uh, it was just Christine by herself, but clearly that's not always the case. Mm.
1: Yeah. The next scene is so fucking stupid. There's a policeman that corners Arnie at school and starts asking him all these questions. Uh, So I heard your car got banged up pretty good oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, I heard it was really bad. Well, it, clearly it wasn't that bad. Oh, um, how'd you fix your car up so fast? Well, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Oh, where'd you get? He's asking him all these ridiculous questions. And cops are always made stupid in movies because Arnie, let's remind everyone, Arnie's 17. Legally, the policeman cannot say anything to him without a parent present. <laughs> so so he's he's breaking the law and he's asking stupid. Oh, how'd you fix your car up so quick? I'm sorry. Are you a mechanic? Do you know how long it takes to fix a car up? Like what the what? Are, what's happening here? He's just the cop is dumb, and I hate this
0: scene because the cop is dumb. He's reaching for straws, yes. and this cop is stupid, and this scene was a waste of time. Next, <laughs> next, cool.
1: Let's move on. So Arnie, I, I actually giggled at this scene. I shouldn't have, Arnie calls lee from the garage and he says look i'm really sorry i love you um please come back and lee kind of doesn't want to because she's afraid of the car she can see what it's doing to arnie and he she goes look i'm just not ready i just you know i can't do it and then he fucking like fucking bipolar he changed he starts cussing her out fuck you bitch because nothing says i love you like fuck you bitch <laughs>
0: And then, and then he fucking
1: and then he and then he goes away and he comes back, he goes, Look, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Like uh, you know, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? This guy is fucking Why am I laughing. That's what I mean. Like I giggled because I'm like, because they do that in so many movies, a guy or a girl, this is not just the guy thing, will say, I love you. The other person will say, I don't feel the same way, and then that person will say, Well, fuck you then. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like no, but that, I, what the fuck I, that is not love sorry folks it's not love
0: no but listen i i mean i i i don't li- like 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 in in movies when people go crazy i really don't like when people go from zero to 60 i prefer slow i prefer actors to have a sense of unease about them and not go crazy to stay in control, yeah, and, and but 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 clearly that's not the choice that they made with Arnie, and I respect that. But seriously, this scene was like just funny to me. It was funny, yes. Yeah, it was just it was funny. I mean, it, I know Dean said it wasn't supposed to be, but to us, it clearly was. Yes,
1: yes. So next, Christine goes after the other two bullies, and it's a really cool scene because God, they must have just poured so much money into these the 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 bully that looks like he's 30 years old he he gets it quite 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 good the other one i don't care about but he gets it quite good the one with the knife and christine like drives through like a petrol state like a gas station and she's is a such a cool scene he's the cars the whole car's on fire um, chasing this bully down a dark road, and it's so dark that all you can see are Christine's headlights that's somehow working. And Christine, the whole car's on fire. I don't know how they did that, <laughs> but then it just rolls over this bully, and he's just burning alive. Which I thought was a fitting end to him.
0: Yeah, no, no. no the whole this whole scene and the lead up to it is great because Christine follows them. And, and and I love the way that uh, John Carpenter shoots this because they show the inside of the car as these two bullies are driving. And the only thing you see is the headlights. And he just lingers on it for a couple of seconds. And the way that his two goonies get in the explosion of the gas station is great, too. I have no idea how the fuck they had the car on fire and driving. I don't know how the hell. Like they the whole it.
1: car. What I'm thinking is that the car's running. So there's petrol in the car. There's motor in there's, there's the motors in the yeah, car. How, so how is it not yeah, exploding? Well, so they would have had, yeah, to. Be yeah, done, it because it's not CG something. fire. It's real fire. So I, I have no idea. It's how real they fire, yeah. But It was really that's, cool. Scene. It looked cool. really cool. After that, Christine drives herself in back to the garage, all burnt. It's all burnt out. The fire's out, but she's all burnt out. And parks herself. The asshole owner sees this, and he's like, "What the fuck!" And he approaches the car, opens the door. He's got a shotgun because he thinks because he's like he knows it's not Arnie. He's like, "Who the fuck stole this car?" He opens the door, finds no one in the driver's seat, and then proceeds to sit in a burnt-out car and push Why the seat. And, and then the car pushes the seat forward and squishes him to death. That's that
0: He. She closes the door first, but why would you sit in a burnt car? Does it make sense to you?
1: Ah, uh, no, it makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know why. Just to kill him? I think they did that yeah, just just to just... kill him. But nobody would but do also... that. Obviously, the car's know, yeah, been but... on fire. Like, why would you sit yeah. in it?
0: Yeah, but also, you could have found another great way for Christine to kill him. Like, she could have yeah. she, she could have ran oh she could have ran over him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she could have run over him. I mean, I just I don't know, I just found that scene like white Like it was fun, but it was just I don't know. It just didn't make I mean, look, yeah. we're watching a movie about a killer car. <laughs> Is anything supposed yeah. to make sense in this fucking movie? No, it's not. Uh, it's not. Not really. No. So the next day Arnie comes into the garage, uh the garage, and there's policemen everywhere. And they tell him that his boss was found dead in his car with a shotgun beside him. And Arnie sees the car. And it looks brand new. It's not burnt out anymore. It's literally like back to red, back to, back to brand new. And he's just like, I don't, I, I, I wasn't, th-. like the question, where were you? He's like, again, he's not with a parent. <laughs> and he's like, I was, he, because now we learn he wasn't driving the car is what I'm saying. Because he says he was out doing an errand. He has a receipt. He wasn't driving the car. So now we learn that Christine is doing this on her own, which I liked.
0: Yeah, no, no. This really this really fed into my fear that Christine does it by herself. And it also really feeds into my fear that that Arnie is losing his mind, but he's not aware of what Christine is doing for him. Which also No, he's not. Which he's I which which I thought was gonna lead into Arnie doing something else against Christine, but that didn't happen at all. Yeah, no, no, no. And uh yeah.
1: Yeah, so um Arnie picks up Dennis. This is the next night. Arnie picks up Dennis and he's turned into a complete psycho at this point. He's talking about the car like it's his girlfriend. He's he's just completely lost it and he's playing chicken and he's speeding up. He's speeding and he's just, I like, look, I like the scene because Dennis didn't really know how far gone Arnie is. So this proves, it's not really proving it to us because we know how far gone he is, it's proving it to Dennis because then that propels Dennis into doing what he does next. So I thought, yes, it was warranted.
0: Also, this scene also had something else that wasn't necessary. Mm. They mentioned that it's New Year's. Like, why, yeah, (laughs) why do they fucking do this? If you want to do this, (laughs) fine. Listen, if you want to do this, fine, but at least the, the least they could have done is put the fucking, is put the fucking, uh, 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 cards in the right place. Yeah. Fucking title cards. Thank you. The least they could have done is put the title cards in the right place. If yeah. they would have done that all, I, I think that, I think that the screenplay writer wanted to show that this happened over the course of a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it but it didn't because the first title card is September,
0: right? But the, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So so, but yeah, but if they if they wanted to if they wanted to do that, fine. But I think they should have got the title cards right, like yeah, Dean I agree. just pointed out.
1: I agree. So the next day, Dennis he etches into the hood of Christine Darnell's tonight, like which is the garage. Uh, so the next scene, Dennis and Lee, because Lee knows something's fucked up with arnie dennis knows something's fucked up with arnie and they show up to the garage correct me if i'm wrong was there ever a setup to show that dennis could drive a bulldozer no (laughs) because i gotta tell people for people that don't know it's not like driving a car you have to actually get certified it's like you have to train for it right you can't just go Oh, oh cool (laughs) <laughs> the so about? i don't know where the fuck that i don't know how the fuck he got his license or knows how to do it there was no, no setup also
0: no but also i could i could have fixed that yeah i could i could have said okay dennis is a dennis is a high school football star he's probably on he's probably going to go on a scholarship away to college to play football but his father has a construction company in which dennis does construction work for his father on the weekend great perfect
1: so the plan is when Christine enters the garage because he's in there with the bulldozer, they'll close the door behind it and then mow the car down with the bulldozer, which, okay, you, that's, I mean that's a bit extra, but okay. <laughs> so, that's a plan. So Christine comes in and it's basically, its there's a scene where it's basically cat and mouse with the bulldozer in the garage and we don't know if Arnie's driving it or not. And then we see Arnie is actually driving the car. We're like, oh, okay. Arnie.
0: It's a terrifying shot though.
1: Yeah, but I always found this a bit weird. So there's the bulldozer and there's Arnie. And Arnie decides to drive into the manager's office trying to kill Lee, who's trying to get into the manager's office. He goes flying out the front windscreen. Um, Look, to go flying out the front windscreen, you have to be travelling at a certain speed which there's no way he could get up to <laughs> in the garage because it's not that big so that like uh, like scientifically i guess that doesn't fly but anyway it's a movie so he goes he goes flying out the front windscreen and has a huge piece of glass in his stomach and he pulls it out he reaches out to christine touches it and then dies this is one of the few horror movies where the protagonist actually dies. And I don't like it because I would have loved to see him get over his addiction to Christine and kind of go back to the way he was, but realize the way that he was, wasn't actually that bad. And thus you have a beautiful arc of kind of going to the dark side and then coming back. But um, that's not what we got. So uh, that's not, the scene's not finished, but I'll ask you what you think about just like the first part.
0: Yeah, no, I think, you know, I I think, uh, I think Arnie's friends had a really, really good idea, but I was like, this isn't going to go down the way they think. Um, And the other thing that I was wondering when Christine sh- showed up to the uh, garage, I was like, is Christine still driving or is Arnie still driving? That's why I found this shot so shocking when, when John Carpenter went into the car and you saw Arnie was actually driving the car. That made me think, was he driving the car all those other times? Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we we have no we have no idea. Yeah, um, yeah. But also, I I do I do agree with you um, that when Arnie drives a car into the manager's office to try and kill Lee, it, the the force of the, him hitting the manager's office wouldn't cause him to go headfirst through the windshield. Also, I kind of would have wrote would have wrote this film differently. Yeah. I would have done exactly what you would have wanted. Yay. I would have had him revolt against Christine and learn that, that he didn't need a car to become a better person. Yeah. Um, yeah. but clearly that's not what, uh, this, what John Carpenter wanted or, or what Stephen King wanted. I haven't read the book, so I don't know what Stephen King actually did. Yeah. But, um, uh, but I would have written this way really differently. Yeah. Um, not, not just not just that. I would have fed up these characters a lot more.
1: Yeah. No, um, I agree.
0: Than what they did.
1: So, Arnie's dead. Christine then tries to run over Lee on its own accord. Dennis comes in with the bulldozer and basically crushes, go rolls on top of it. But then Christine just starts to repair herself. And you're just like, oh, my God, even running over this car with a bulldozer <laughs> is not going to work because she can just... As we have seen before in the setup, she can just repair itself. So he goes over the car. He goes over Christine like back and forth and back and forth and basically flattening her like a fucking pancake. Um, and that's the end of that scene.
0: No, it's a really cool scene because it's like it's like trying to kill the big shark. It's like trying to kill the the uh, the. The big shark moment—it's like trying to kill Bruce yeah. and Jaws. That motherfucker yeah, yeah, yeah. just keeps coming. coming like, back. Come back, yeah, That's it. Like, no, and I know, and I loved as they were trampling Christine. You saw her rebuilding herself. Yeah. And her, <laughs> and and you're the, like,
1: fuck. At it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you saw, you saw her rebuilding herself as she was slowly being destroyed. Yeah. So I thought that was a really, really cool moment.
1: So now we're at the junkyard, and Christine has been crushed into a cube. She's just a cube of what she was. And it's like, well, that has to do it. So Dennis and Leah are standing there uh, with the police officer and they start to hear the radio kick on and they look at each other and they're just like, what the fuck? And they're staring at the square, crushed car, and then we see a worker in the junkyard, junkyard walk past with a radio playing. He's holding it on his shoulder. And it's like, oh, thank God. And then they're like, okay, cool, we're going to go now. So they, they go away and then John Carpenter, he pushes in on the cube And we see it move slightly and then it's like cut to black. (laughs) So Christine is still alive. She's not gone anywhere. So she can still technically rebuild herself. So I thought that was a great ending.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a a great ending because also it really gave you that like, oh, fuck moment, she's going to come back. Mm. But also there's just things in this movie that really fucking pissed me off. Mm. that oh, I yeah. would have done differently yeah. as a, as a writer. Yeah. And I think, I think giving Artie a more cathartic ending mm. would have been fun. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. For so listen, for the most part, listen, I'm not a horror guy that's clearly been established on this podcast, but I have a affinity for Stephen King and Stephen King stories. And I watch Christine every couple of years. Hmm. And uh, this year was my annual watch of Christine. So I watched it for this right conversation. But uh, off you go to your trivia.
1: Okay. So 15% of the budget of Christine was just on the cars. (laughs) So by the end of it, all but two were destroyed. And the other two are now in a private collector's um, uh, possession. Cool. Good on them. Um, Kevin Bacon was offered the role. But um, had to decline because he had to do Footloose instead.
0: Oh, well, well I'm not too sorry. I'm not too mad about that because Footloose is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I love Footloose. I love Footloose.
1: Footloose is a good movie. Okay, mm-hmm. so do you remember at the beginning when I said Arnie paid $250 for, for Christine? So in today's money, that would come to $979.
0: Which okay. I still
1: think is pretty good um if you can fix up a car from nineteen fifty eight I still think it's not that bad, but anyway
0: no it's not no it's not that bad,
1: so in the book uh it was actually the you remember how the owner of the car died, so in the book, Stephen wrote that it was the dead owner's spirit that was possessing Arnie and causing Christine to kill people, but the
0: screenwriter
1: decided to take that subplot out of the movie.
0: I like that. That he took Why it out? It? Or no, no, I like what, what Stephen came up with.
1: I like that. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that was cool. It would make a completely different kind of movie. My last piece of trivia is the name Christine is named after George Romero's wife Christine as he w- as Stephen was actually working with them on Creep Show at the time, he got the idea for the story of Christine, and he just named it after George Romero's wife.
0: That's so cool! Which I thought that
1: was really cool, and that's the end of my trivia. Uh,
0: yeah, that is that, that, that's pretty cool. I think I, I think that's I think that's the best uh, trivia out of the bunch. Yeah, um, me too. That is just that is just so cool. But um, as we wrap up here, guys, if you. Uh, like the, uh, like our show and want to send us questions comments whatever you can email us at uh the mixtape pod at aol.com uh if we get anything uh we will give you a shout out on the show and uh yeah but um if uh if you like us please subscribe to our youtube channel uh you can also catch up on our back episodes there, comment, rate, subscribe, do all that wonderful stuff. But uh, if you're going to come back next week, uh, next week's film will be The Haunted Mansion. Um, But as I say often, if someone is ever kind enough to make you a mixtape, that must truly mean that they love you. The Mixtape Podcast is a Balloonhead Productions presentation.